are here for a reason. Breaking down the brotherhood, one prayer at a time. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. The show is live right in the real world. We're not going to tell you how to live, but we will expose the real world to you, and then you can make the decision. But today, you're going to make the specific decision to support this person that we're having on here. This is a very important show. God calls certain people to action. Candace Taylor is one of those people. She is not afraid of the issue. She's going to be issuing executive orders right off the bat to crush the cabal. We are going to take our country back, and Candace Taylor is one of the people who is going to do it. You need to get behind her audience, and you need to support her, listen to her own words, judge her, use your discernment, and then get behind her. Go ahead, Christy. Yes, and I'm with Jeff. One of the main reasons I really wanted Candace Taylor to be on with us today is to make sure that my friends and family in Georgia, this is a plea to you to please share this video with everyone that you know, because you guys are being blindsided by commie, two commies, okay? Even Trump is nominated or endorsed a commie. So you cannot go for these people. David Perdue divided the last election. Don't let him do it this time. Put your vote, put your money on Candace Taylor. And she's going to tell you why, because she's got executive orders already written to protect Georgia. That's right. And uh, one last thing, she is taking a stand for liberty, and you should too. Make sure you go to mylibertystand.com. We are creating a Christian economy, and we are supporting American jobs. And without further ado, Candace Taylor, welcome to Right on Radio. Oh, I think your microphone is muted, Candace. <laughs> it's it's good. Can y'all hear me? Good. We got you now. Good, good, good. I'm so glad to be here. Thank y'all for having me. Well, Candace thank you for so having happy. me for to stand up. And uh, listen, we we have a limited time with you. We want to get right into it. What is well? First of all, just just tell me uh, who you were briefly before you get into this, because I want to save it for the politics. And then I want you to tell me the very first thing you are going to do when elected governor? Well, I am a Christian. I love Jesus. And that's why my slogan is Jesus, Guns, and Babies, because I love Jesus. I have a relationship with him. It's real. If you don't know him, I'd be love to share him with you, and he'll change your life, and he'll get you on your path for success, for sure. And I am an educator. I've been an educator for 19 years. I'm on an unpaid leave of absence right now from work. But I worked two years as a third grade teacher. And then I worked 15 years as a school counselor. And I've been an administrator for three years at the Board of Education. And I'm homeless liaison, student services. I do a lot with defects, sexual abuse cases, domestic violence, that kind of thing. And I love my job. I have a great job. I don't, I don't need a new job. I love it. We need a new governor. So here I am. And I'm a mother of three, and I'm a wife, and I have a wonderful life, actually. Very pleasant, very happy, and I'm running because I don't want to, I don't want to lose my freedom. I'm, I love my life, and I don't want to not be free and be in communism, and I don't want my children not to be free or my future grandkids. And I think we're at that place 
of either the Constitution stands the test of time and it stands through 2022 or we lose it. It, okay. it really comes down to that. So you have nine executive orders ready to go, and I understand there might even be one more. Ten! Okay, tell me the first one and then tell me the tenth one. Oh, gosh, I can't even tell you. what I know the tenth one. <laughs> um, I have a bunch of them, you know, on doing a, a state guard that's going to help with immigration. It's going to help with election fraud. I have creating that. I have some things on a grooming bill so that we can't groom children in schools with you know, critical race theory, social emotional learning, comprehensive sex education. I have some things on not having furries in our classrooms and not pushing any sexualization of our students. I have I, mean, I have a whole slew of executive orders I've written. So the last one was on tearing down the Georgia Guidestones, which is a Luciferian satanic monument that was erected in 1980 in northeast Georgia and it's been there all these years 41 years 42 years this year and you know I was born in 1980 so maybe I was born in November of 1980 so I could tear these things down I don't know but we're gonna do that via bulldozer and it's not gonna stay Georgia's a gateway state it's the gateway to the whole country Chuck Schumer said there goes Georgia there goes America Bill Gates said population control so when they say these things believe them they mean them yes. and on the Georgia Guidestones it talks about 500 million people that would mean 8.5 billion people to be killed and when we saw the pushing of the vaccine and we saw the pushing of this whole leftist agenda with mandates and the, the actual massacre and sacrifice of children every single day through abortion, believe what they say. And the Bible talks about high places and tearing them down and not allowing them to stay with sacrifices. And when I went to, to see these guidestones, there were flowers, dead flowers laying there. They've been laid there like it was a monument, like it was a like a ceremonial type thing there at the at the guidestones that's not okay people from all over the country i didn't see one georgia tail tail and um, tag all i saw was people from other states coming to our state to honor these satanic stones and we're not going to have them in georgia and, and you know candace my 34 years of living there do you know i never knew about the georgia guidestones and i probably passed them multiple times until recently. And, and when I started hearing about them, I was really surprised at the number of FBI cameras on those Georgia Guidestones and then to come to find out who is actually paying for the Georgia Guidestones. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you know, we've researched a lot of it and, and who, who paid for them. We don't know. There's no, there's no, I mean, people suspect who did it and that kind of thing, but there's, they're not, on the tax assessor website, it doesn't tell you a person's name. It's basically they flip back and forth in county ownership, and the sheriff's office does the surveillance. So it looks like a county property, because why would the sheriff's office do the surveillance for a private property? And it's very disturbing. That costs millions of dollars. So yes. you may know more about who bought them than I do, but our team researched it, and you can't you can't see from the court records. Are the people of Elberton County paying anything to keep those? I mean, obviously, if they're paying for the sheriff, they're paying for things. So we don't really know. There's no confirmation on where the money is coming from to support those and to even like mow the grass around them. You know, it looks like, a, it looks like a county. It looks like a county project. They've they've actually reached out to me and said that I was going to affect their tourism. And I said, that's not the kind of tourism we want. We'll erect a huge white cross in their place. And it'll be massive and the biggest one that's in the whole country. And then everybody will come for that. That's fine. But no, we're not having a satanic high place there. Right. 
And and can you tell us a little bit more about the educational the educational executive orders? Because I think a lot of people in Georgia, um, what I've kind of noticed is either they have children already in school and they may understand it a little bit, but I know the people in North Georgia may not really understand that this CRT thing is maybe going on in Atlanta. They just know they want they want to stay out of Atlanta for the most part. They want to stay out of certain regions, but they don't really, it's not, I'm not saying they don't know why they say that it's because of traffic and other things, but really it's because of the way the cities are being run in other places. And I know that your executive order for the government, for the Georgia guard would take care of that executive order. I mean, that, that problem, right? Well, there, you know, there's several you know, issues. And it's not just in Atlanta. They're in North Georgia, too. There's red counties that have, we have video footage and, and homework assignments and, 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 and classroom assignments that's been shown to us that includes CRT. It's critical race theory. It teaches oppression to our children, teaches anti-white racism. It teaches oppression to our children of color. And it's, it's evil. It's divisive. It's taken 15,000 steps backwards into segregation. It's absolutely evil and we're not going to have it taught to our children. We're in a capitalistic society where we have an American dream to pursue and do anything we want to. We can have any goal, any dream. Me from South Georgia, educator, can run for governor. That's that's America. And we're not going to have that mindset being preached to our kids and being brainwashed. And we also have something called social-emotional learning. And I have a PhD in counseling, and you would think seemingly social-emotional learning sounds like a good thing, but in fact it teaches communism and it paves the way paves the way for this transgenderism transgenderism push in our public school system and it has to stop it's, it's teaching kids to be narcissistic and highly emotional and it's not good it's terrible it's got to stop and then we also have the comprehensive sex education that is so inappropriate and you know a lot of school systems have these texts banned from their program, their online platforms where they download books, ebooks, but there are some that don't. They are not even aware that it exists. And, and there's actual graphic images, cartoon images that teach children how to self pleasure at the age of five years old. They're that easily to read. And so it's just stripping the children of their innocence. It's not okay. The Bible says you do it to the children, you do it to God. And we're not going to have this. You know, I had people at the State Department of Education that said, oh, well, it is a curriculum issue, and that's a local decision. We have 159 counties in Georgia, so it'd be their decision. This is not a curriculum issue. This is a morality issue, and we're not going to sacrifice our morality and our soul in Georgia for these ludicrous left-wing idiocracy ideas. We're not going to do that. Our children are worth more than that. Our soul's worth more than that. Amen. Um, can you give parents an idea of something they sh they could look out for in their school system? Because we're all about actions here that they could, you know, maybe go in, you know, right now, right after they watch this interview. Where what should they look out for? What are maybe three things they could look out for and they could search um, to find out if this is happening in their school system? Well, for one, if you have any furries, if you have children dressed in ears and, and costumes or tails or there's litter boxes in your bathrooms, um, those those kind of things that children aren't, if the children aren't being made to speak and respond and they're able to growl or bark instead and they're calling themselves a furry, that's a, that's a push from the liberal left for this identity disorder and for them to identify as an animal. So we've gone beyond identifying as the opposite gender and transgenderism. Now we have gone to identifying as an animal. And in fact, this furry population is a very perverse 
population and you get into bestiality and all kind of other things when you get delved into that community. And that's being pushed on young kids who seemingly they love to play dress up and Halloween's their favorite time because they dress up in costumes, right? The devil always takes what is the best thing a kid likes to do, candy and a costume, and tries to make it into a holiday for the wicked. So of course dressing up as an animal would be a fun thing for a young child to do, but they're paving the way for this transgenderism mentality and even worse into bestiality. So it's just it's a lot of identity issues. Our identity should be in Christ. So those are things that they can look for and they can also look for any curriculum that shames white people and that makes black people feel aggression and makes you know any Latinos or any people anybody this of any Your microphone is cutting out. There's something yeah, it happening. Yeah, cut out there. for a second. Hi. There you go. Y'all got it. You got it. Okay, if, yeah. if you can, if I, yeah, sorry. So anything that makes them feel like in their text, they feel less than, and they feel inadequate, and they feel like they're going to have to struggle, and someone else feel, you know, feels oppression over them. Those assignments are vast, and I'm telling no, you, I've seen I it. Gotta, I, have to, I, have to, I have to ask you on this because this is this mm -hmm. is even beyond me. I mean, like, so you're saying that our school systems in America, and especially in the state of Georgia, are making it okay for children to act like animals? Yes. So this mm -hmm. is like. I, I mean, honestly, like I've heard of a lot of things, but I didn't even know that. Okay. So, I mean, that is just absolutely insane that that would be happening. And I mean, every, it's not in every school system, but it's in, it's in quite, it's in a lot. I've heard it all over the state in different areas or even our red areas. The students are talking about, they're telling their, their parents, their parents are like, what are you talking about? And as soon as I came out and I made this comment, because it was a school near Savannah that someone had said there was a furry at their school and they were demanding a litter box for the bathroom. And the, and the student was telling me this was happening at her school. And I said, this is ridiculous. I've heard this all over the state. I'm sick of hearing it. So I go tweet something to the effect of, we're going to teach academics in Georgia and not fairy tales with these furries. We're not having furries in the classrooms of Georgia. And the furries went crazy. They sent wow. all kind of pornographic cartoon images to my Telegram, my Twitter, everywhere, attack me on Facebook, everything. And I'm like, what is going on with these, this a whole organized group? And so then I started digging into this group and I realized a ton of sexual perversion. And it's like Japanese anime and it's all this pervert sexual perversion. And they even, I got four emails yesterday, day before yesterday, that was inviting me to a, a furry convention and I think Pennsylvania they said they had a ten thousand dollar furry suit they're going to donate to me I'm going to be the keynote speaker and they can't wait for me to come to their convention I guess they want me to go there so they can touch all over me I don't know what they want me for but anyway and if I don't come they're going to play one of my videos anyway that I will be a speaker at their convention they're like obsessed with me right now because I'm the only one speaking out against them I love them they're human beings I love them and Jesus loved them and he died for them but this identity issue they're suffering from and the sexual perversion and all these things that they're going through they need help they need counseling it's not okay and it's not okay they can choose to do that when they're adults but pushing this agenda on our children and confusing our children is evil and we're not going to stand for it no absolutely it's not. evil and also it should be illegal these people should be in jail that are putting this stuff on them mm -hmm. listen as far as the critical race theory goes 
This has gone on since before Jesus Christ. Kings have always divided people. It's a left-right paradigm. You think someone represents your point of view, but they're all in the same club. They just want to keep the people fighting against each other so they're not looking at the government. So that, that's issue number one. And, you know, just we, we're talking about Christian ethics and stuff like that, uh, Candace. And we know whoever controls the education controls the future, essentially. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to demolish the future because they want to establish their agenda, which is depopulation. They don't want people to have kids. They don't want families. They're against the families now. So, you know, all those things matter to us as Christians. But what about... Uh, someone who lives in Georgia who is a non-Christian. What about kitchen table issues? What do you plan for taxes and things like that? Right. So it's morality. And morality is not a Christian issue. There's morality in every single walk of life. And, and everybody except the far 1% radical left that is so out there, they don't have morals. But everyone else has a moral code. We may not agree with it all the time, but we all have a moral code set for ourselves. And so, you know, I say Jesus, guns, and babies because I have a relationship with Jesus, but he's a gentleman. I'm not going to push him on anybody. We're going to fix real issues in Georgia, like the fentanyl crisis that's killed more people in Georgia than COVID-19, like prisons, the prison system that's falling apart. We have guards being stabbed every single week. The prisons are running. The gangs are running the prisons and so we're going to fix those issues we're going to fix mental health we're going to help with the, like i said the fentanyl crisis we're going to do that through mental health and through faith-based programs that actually work because right now the programs we have they're not working they and, don't and people, work no and I people are getting out. they do not work um, my, my uncle actually adopted a child that to this day he is he's about 26 years old and he's been in the he's been in the prison system since he was 13 years old and this is all in Georgia so nine and he almost went bankrupt one time trying to pay for everything for him to go in and out of rehabs and he has confirmed multiple times that he gets drugs in the Georgia prisons so that has to stop it's very simple and he needs the help that he needs to be able to get if his brain can even recover because more than half of his life now not only was he born in the system in CPS or CP, whatever the, the children's system is. He was born into that, adopted out because he was born on cocaine. And so he was born with a natural, you know, addiction, if you will. And, and then it's something that he should have been able to get off because he was, he went to a great family where his brother is doing just fine, but he just happened to go to prison for probably something really dumb and then ended up on hard, hard drugs. And, and if we can't stop it in the prison, why would we be able to stop it anywhere else? That's exactly right. We can definitely stop it there. It's not hard. You know, it's not hard to, to fix these issues, just like illegal immigration. We have more illegal criminals over, over our border of Georgia than they have in Arizona. And crime rate in Atlanta is 40% up. It's more people are dying in Atlanta than they are in Chicago right now. And so we're going to lock the state down. It's going to be secure. We're going to protect our people. We're going to put Georgia first. We're sovereign. And we're going to show the rest of the United States what sovereignty looks like because the state rights are higher than the federal rights. That's In fact, right. we gave right. the federal government their rights. We are sovereign. We're a bottom-up government. It's of, by, and for the people. And we're going to show the government what that looks like in the people of Georgia. Back to taxation. You know, I have an opponent that talks about income tax and getting rid of it all the time. 
which I'd love to see income tax gone. Of course, I'm an educator. My husband's an educator. We'd love to keep more money in our pocket. The problem with that is we see a lot of times when they get rid of income tax, the property tax skyrockets. So we need the experts around the, the table to talk about that. But as I started looking at property tax, I realized that really what we're doing with property tax since the early 1900s is unconstitutional because the Constitution says you have the right to own property. Well, when you get your mortgage paid off or you get your deed in your hand, you still don't own it because you have a tax there that if you can't pay because you're on Social Security, you're on fixed income, and you can't pay that tax, they will seize your property. So you never fully own your property free and clear ever. And that's a problem. And really, it's unconstitutional. And that's something that's going to be looked at in Georgia. So I'm glad you brought that up because, I, and I wouldn't have unless you did, but I'll tell you something, property tax is an abomination to God. Yes. It's God land. And, I feel you know, like I, that. That's what I, I feel I, like. Income tax, things like that. Okay, fair game if people sign on to it. We all share. We want to build roads. We want to do things like that. Uh, but, you, you know, I would, and, and what they're doing with the property tax and using that to fund education in a lot of states and then look at the education you're funding with it. It is really an abomination to God. And I'll, I'll tell you, if you were willing to get rid of that and make adjustments, because obviously, you know, they lie to you about the books. When you get in there, you're going to open up the books. You're going to see what really happens. But one of the things that I love that you just said, Candace, is the states have so much power. And as a governor, you're granted incredible power. Will you stand up to the federal administration uh, on their turf, and will you have a team that will be fighting them every step of the way? 100%. I'm going to do what the people of Georgia want. This is their state, and I'm going to represent them. I'm going to be a servant of the people, a trustee of them, and I'm going to do their will. When I swear to God to do something, I'm going to do it to the letter. And and how do you feel about the who and other things? Because you, you are you will be governor of the busiest airport in the entire world, right? For Hartsville Jackson Airport is the busiest airport in the entire world. So you will be governor of that airport. What will you do to stop child trafficking and this drug trafficking that's coming in through the airport and the Savannah Seaport? They better play nice in Georgia because I have no problem. No problem. Handling business. When you come to Georgia and you commit murder, you get the death penalty. If you know you come to Georgia and you traffic children, and you know you're not getting a long sentence with a last meal and all these appeals, you'll stop coming to Georgia and trafficking children. It's not hard to stop. It takes a hard line. But if you know you're going to be executed swiftly, you'll stop. Yep. And then talking about the land, if we can go back to the land, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the land because it's my understanding that you have, that Georgia as a whole has had a lot of communists buy land in Georgia, which was approved and sold by the current administration. Is that right? We have over a million acres of land in Georgia owned by foreign nations. Why? We have 2,000 acres of farmland in northeast Georgia. The people do not want a company there that's a corporation. It's called Rivion. It's a lithium battery plant. And Governor Kemp has pushed for this plant. It is funded $2 million by George Soros, $700,000 by Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Why? Amazon. The lithium battery plant, is. there's one in Illinois that doesn't even work. So they had to override EPA standards to get it. 
which means it can affect our water system. You feel like you need Aaron Brockovich down here to solve the problem. And, you know, I've said this before, if Governor Kemp thinks it's such a great idea, I want him to take some water and drink up because this is dangerous. You're overriding EPA standards. You are pushing this on people who don't want it. You're taking up 2,000 acres of farmland. We're an agriculture state. You're giving them millions of dollars in tax break. Oh, but we're giving them 7,500 jobs. Why? We don't need more jobs. We got people right now that can't, they can't even find people to work in their business as it is. Why are you creating 7,500 jobs when we don't need it? And so if Southwest Georgia needs the industry, they want it there, fine. But don't put it in the middle of Northeast Georgia that's one of the fastest growing in places anyway and taking up 2,000 acres of farmland when the people don't want it and you're depreciating all the property around it. It is absolutely ridiculous. And the people get to choose. It's their government. It's their community. They get to choose if they let some kind of huge business come in there. And do you understand how much money it's going to cost the taxpayers in the land that we're, we're buying and selling and trading with these people? And nobody's talking about that. The millions of dollars that's going to come out of the Georgia taxpayer's pocket to even get the business here. That's the kind of things going on in Georgia that are taking our farmland on top of all the solar panel farms that's being pushed on the farmers supporting this ludicrous Green New Deal agenda from the Democrats. Solar panels don't even work. They're sitting here in fields. They're making the land feral. The solar panels come from China. We're funding that China no, money yeah. coming into Georgia. Why? Why are we taking our farmland in Georgia? You're going to make it feral for 25, 30, maybe 50 years and you're taking it up. We are an agriculture state, $80 billion a year, and you're taking it up with Chinese companies, lithium battery, Green New Deal agenda. Why? Yeah, don't don't take away the goobers, okay? <laughs> don't take away the peanuts, everybody. That's what my grandma right. used to call. Used to call. That Georgia, is Georgia still the peanut state? Still the, We're the, the peach biggest state, but yeah, we might have state, a lot of peanuts here. I, I think you're the biggest producer of peanuts. The last time I looked, I think... Um, uh, South Carolina was beating Georgia and peaches, but you know, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> we were known, we were known in my town where I'm from for being the turpentine city of the world. So we, back when turpentine was, you know, a thing, that's what we did down here. So you can imagine we got pine trees everywhere. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Candace, we know that you've got to go. Is there anything else that you want the people to know? Um, you know, talk to the people, tell them, you know, what maybe, you know, some of your other constituents that are against you, what they're saying is if they're, if it's true, if it's not. Um, and then tell us a little bit also about election integrity. So my, the twin rhinos is running against me. They don't talk about me. That's their whole goal is don't say my name. You know, if they don't say my name, they can pretend like I don't exist, but they know that I'm going to be in the runoff or we're going to win it straight out. We'll see on Tuesday, but we have huge support. We have over 2,000 volunteers. We have no one paid. We don't have paid workers. That's what they have. And when people are volunteering, they're passionate and we have the passion and everybody knows it in the state of Georgia. Candace Taylor's campaign, her, her people are passionate and it's because we want to be free. And when you start messing with people's freedom and their way of life and what they have for their family, they will they will do anything to save it. And that's where we are right now. We're on, we're on a precipice of a, of a total new world order if we do not do something quick, fast, and in a hurry. Really fast. Uh, it, that's right. And that goes to the election. That's why I'm running, because our governor failed in 2020, and we got a fraudulent man in the White House. And we all know that. Our 16 electoral votes went to the wrong person. I've looked at tabulator tapes. We've had data teams on this for 
over a year looking at all the data and 2,000 mules came out and shows all the Dropbox issues and that was just a piece of it. That was just a piece mm -hmm. of all the fraud and nothing's been done. Not one arrest, no investigation, nothing's been done. And so the people of Georgia are not happy. They're not forgetting it. You know, Governor Kemp can give us a laundry list of of wish list of Christmas items that he gave us during the executive session with constitutional carry and several other things. But none of that matters if we don't have our right to vote secure. Without our right to vote secure, we have no country. And That's so right. we're going to end up like Venezuela. We're going to end up like somewhere else if something doesn't change in 2022. <clears throat> and you guys have already had quite a bit of very dramatic things that have happened um, on the last election when there was a runoff between Purdue and Warnock. Was it Warnock? or No, Purdue and um, Kelly. Ossoff. And then yeah, Warnock yeah, and Kelly yeah. Leffler. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so they really did a thing where they really divided that vote. And not only that, but didn't Governor Kemp's, um, his kid's boyfriend or something get killed in a car accident on the way to an event where Mike Pence and Kelly Loeffler were speaking, or supposed to be speaking? I'm not sure about that timeline. I just know that Governor Kemp had come out and said he was going to do a signature matching on the election. And this was in late November, early December. And when he said he was going to do that because he was getting so much pushback from the Georgia people, then like the next day, Harrison Deal, um, he blew up in a car. And, you know, he blew, up, the in a, he blew up in a car, right? Just the mm -hmm. car just right outside of Savannah, mm -hmm. right outside yeah. of Savannah. Very, a new car was an old car. And so, you know, Georgia State Patrols in Georgia, they, they work those state troopers, they work those cases. But yet a GBI agent was called in. It wasn't just a state trooper case, a GBI agent was called in. That GBI agent said, there's no way a car this new would blow up this way. This was an explosive. There's no way that would happen. And so he was adamant about it, done the, done the investigation. I talked, I've spoken to a member of his family. And then two weeks later, he was suicided. And I say he was suicided because there was no, no chance the man would have committed suicide. And there's been nothing else came out about the case. Nothing else has been said about it. It's a terrible tragedy. Was it connected? I don't know. But the people of Georgia ask this question all the time because we don't know. We don't have answers. We yeah, don't know. This is, this is very much, you know, this is just my opinion based on a global view of things. Because as a Georgia girl, I've traveled the world. Um, I've almost been to every continent. Um, and when it comes to what really happened there, it's very much of a communist tactic. They've done this all over the world with leaders of Japan and anyone who's gone against them. They went, you know, so this is nothing new whenever they need to take someone out. And I know that's very hard for people in Georgia to believe. And yes, that is that is a theory. Um, so for those of you who, who are searching, feel free to search it out. Maybe you can find something that we haven't already. Um, but when it comes to um, what's what's happening there, you all really have to wake up and, and listen to people like Candace, because this is not a joke. This is a, this is a sounding of the alarms um, all over the world. And Candace, what would you do to encourage other people like yourself to step out, run for governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state? What can you give just people advice on what you would recommend and what they could expect? 
Well, I'd ask them to pray first and make sure that it's what God's telling you to do. And then you get strategic. You know, you get a team around you, people that believe in you, and you start going and talking to the people. And right now, you know, I spend my days educating the people on the Constitution and their rights and encouraging them to run for office and telling them, you know, that this is a bottom-up government and that they have all the power and teaching them about affidavits and notices and how to take the power back and actually put pressure on the legislators strategically to get the to get something done that they need done for their community and I think you know it takes someone who really feels called to do it because right now I'm really tired I'm ready just to have some time with my family and it's been a huge huge sacrifice and this is the kind of sacrifice when you go to war because we're at war we're at an informational war we political war we're in war right now and so this is not for the faint of heart. You have to be able to be confrontational, and you also have to be quick on your feet and able to combat this, and not able and not willing to take money, not willing to bend your knee because it's going to be offered to you, and you have to have tough skin and really know the Lord and know that that He's your source and that He's going to protect you because this is not for the faint of heart. Well, but the Lord provides through people, and really importantly, listen, it does take money to run. It does, you know, we want to, you want to be able to buy commercials. You want to, and by the way, if one of your staff sends me your commercials via email and a zip or whatever, I will run it mm -hmm. on my channel, and I will do it right oh, through yeah. till Tuesday. Mm -hmm. okay? Oh, thanks. I'll keep yes. posting it out before you. I want, I really want to, I want, so listen, that's one of my contributions. How mm -hmm. can my listen? how can our listeners support you? Uh, please take as much time as you need to give as much direction as you need uh, to help get you elected. Well, if y'all go to CandiceTaylor.com, it's K-A-N-D-I-S-S, Taylor.com. You can get involved and you can find, sign to be a volunteer and we'll send you a call list and you can start calling. We have until Tuesday, so we'll send you a primary voter list and let you start making phone calls for us. And you can door knock your neighborhood and, and send and tell them, you know, listen, there's somebody else. If you're in Georgia, there's someone else running that's not establishment and she won't be bought. And you can support her here and go watch her videos and check her out. You can do sign waving if you'll get involved. You can, if you're in Georgia, we have sign waving going on every single day all over the state. And so there's all kind of ways to get started. Even if you don't live in Georgia, you can do the phone calls. So, and if you can donate, $25 is typically doesn't hurt you. It's what you would pay at a fast food restaurant. So you can donate there online or how, pray. Really, the most important thing you can do is pray for us. Pray for favor, pray for multiplication, and pray for protection. And I know a lot of people, I'm just going to go ahead and ask. There's a lot of people going to ask, how do I get a Candace Taylor yard sign? Can they yeah, do that on can, the website? You can request that on the website. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I thought I'd go ahead and ask the question that. Oh, and I'll say we're doing. having a we're having a rally with Mike Lindell on, on and Stu Peters too, May 22nd on Sunday in Forsyth. And so if you go to my website, oh. you can find out the details on that if you're in Georgia. That is Forsyth County, right? No, Forsyth, Georgia, right above Macon. Okay, okay, near Macon. Okay, so and, and I would encourage our listeners, even if you're out of state, if you're if you could get there in a couple or a few hours. Go to that rally and support. Bring a couple bucks. Show show support. Make these swamp rats get scared out of their boots by the amount of people showing up. Uh, we know that they're going to probably try to do something with the election or whatever, but our prayers are greater. Our, prow our prayers are our we weapons of mass destruction. And you, the Right On Radio community, know how powerful your prayers are because we see miracles happen. And we're asking the Lord for favor here, and we're asking for more 
people like Candace Taylor to rise up as well. Candace, I really appreciate your time. We'd love to follow up with you. You have an open invite to come on here at any time. And uh, we just want to do our best to help get a good Christian lady who cares about her kids and her kids' future in there because that affects all of our futures. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Christy. I'm so thankful to be, be with y'all today. And I just ask that y'all would pray for me. And I love you. And I'll see you soon. Um, and listen, we can all we can all make this much easier for Candace too. So if you're no matter where you are in the world, if you know anyone in Georgia, Georgia voters, take a moment, share this video with them. Um, that can make a massive difference. You know, money is one thing, but sharing. And via text message, I would encourage everybody to share the link via text message. I'll even write a little description that you could include in that Jeff will have in the description below. So that way we can make it super easy for you all to help her get elected. That's perfect. Great idea. Amen. So remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Thanks for watching Right on Radio.